Welcome to Leading with Grit, a series about helping you inspire action and accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Today's episode is made possible by Unlimited Coaching Solutions, coaching and training to help you get results through your people, making a positive impact on your organization's bottom line. And now, here are today's hosts, Todd Schnick and Lori Sudbrink. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leading with Grit. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Lori Sudbrink. Good morning, Lori. Good to be with you again. Ah, Good morning, Todd. Good to be with you too. Thanks. All right. Uh, In the series today, we're going to be talking about respect and generosity. Going to be a very, very important conversation. But before we go there, take a quick minute to give us a quick overview of Leading with Grit and why this series is so important. Yeah, so whether, you know, whether from a personal standpoint or a professional in the workplace standpoint, whether you're a formal or an informal leader, grit allows us to look inside and step up to be the leader that we all have the potential to be. It's, it helps us to be genuine, authentic, and productive at the same time. And we look at generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. And we've already taken a look at truth and what that is as far as diving into what's important to us and learning about our own strengths and limitations. And then integrity is the action of our truth. And so are we in integrity with what we say is important to us? Um, then we go to respect and, and generosity. And, and respect is about being able to, you know, do you respect yourself, first of all? And we're going to take a look at that today. And then generosity flows quite naturally. You don't feel like you have to do something. You want to do something. So you want to listen to your people. You want to have those one-on-ones. And you have the right ratio of what you're giving and who you're giving to. So help me understand the path here. So I find my truth. I then take actions that are in alignment with that truth, which allows me to operate from integrity. How could I, if I don't do those things, I mean, I couldn't be respectful or generous, right? I mean, help me understand yeah. how the, the model flows here. Yeah, great point, Todd. The model, it's quite linear, but it's very intertwined as well. And it's a path to help us move in a direction, but it's also a self-awareness tool. So if you get to, an, a, let's say, the step of integrity and, and you realize that you're not doing what you said was important to you, then that's your opportunity to take a look back. Is it really important to me or do I need to align myself better around here? So it's a, it's a nice self-awareness kind of concept. Same thing with respect or generosity. If I'm not giving to myself in the right way, for example, if I'm depleting myself and I'm giving all of my time, I'm to give the shirt off my back to, to, you know, to everyone else, then I'm not really in integrity with myself. I'm not respecting myself either. And so it's kind of cool the way you can hold a mirror up at each stage and just look back at the step before and ask yourself those questions. And the self-assessment that we talked about in episode one is a great way to take a look at this. You can go to leadingwithgrit.com slash self-assessment or grit assessment and take a look at where you are on these and it'll just help you where to hone in. So can I be too generous? You can be. We do it all the time. In fact, I talk about it in the book. It's called the white knight syndrome. We're we're giving, giving, giving. We get all burned out and we're depleting ourselves. And so that's being overly generous. It's it's hurting ourselves. And you're probably going to hurt others because of that too. So if I'm giving way too much at work, for example, how can I be balanced 
If I'm not giving myself what I need to get rested, to eat the right way, to exercise, that kind of stuff, how can I even be who I want to be to my significant other and my children? And so we can be overly generous. We have to be careful. If we know what's important to us and we align to that, we respect ourselves and others, it helps us to give in the right areas and to be able to say no when we need to. And that that comes into the respect part as well. When we respect ourselves, we will say no when something doesn't align to what's important to us. It won't be that difficult to do either because we're aware of why it's important. We're aware of our priorities. So again, whether that's in, a, in your personal life or at, at a more holistic level, or if it's on the job and you know your high value activities and somebody's asking you to do something else, you're able to say, this isn't something that meets or matches you know, my high value activities, especially if it's your boss. You can have him or her help you decide do we need to change these high value activities or do I not need to do this? And it just clarifies things for us. But that's the bedrock for that conversation with your boss to be a positive one. Yes. Because if you're not operating from any of these other contexts in this model, then that's a tense conversation that's, and then they just crack the whip. Uh-huh. But when there's that respect and there's probably a perception on the boss's point that, that you want to be generous to the organization and give but when they understand that context, and then that, that changes that whole dynamic. You know, you hit on it, and it's it's really about our intent. Our mm-hmm. intent shifts; it changes. We're we're no longer in this, you know, this where it's like I'm so frustrated and everything's coming at me, and, and you're in this. I'm aligned, and I know the value, and my intent is to help, not to hurt. And I'm very aware of that. So when I am having these conversations, or even when I am saying no. I'm feeling good about it. I'm not feeling like, oh God, I can't say no. And you you go back to that concept of the white knight that I was talking Mm -hmm. about. And it's very deep for most people. The white knight meaning that I keep saying yes to everything and I want to be this hero that has saved the day. And until I really understand my truth around that, I'm probably going to stay stuck there. And I can tell you from a personal standpoint, my truth around that, it was feeding my ego. I loved that I got all the recognition. And even my family members would say to me, oh my God, you're working so hard. You're so great. great." Yeah, and it would just feed my ego. And so that's why truth is so important because if I wasn't aware of that and didn't know that, I would continue that vicious cycle. And now I've shifted my thoughts and beliefs around that. And I realized that, oh, you know, I'm pretty great when I can relax and rest and I can get all my work done in a lot less time. And I don't have to you know, do all of this stuff and save the world. I don't need to feed my ego in that way. You know, it doesn't need it. And, and so it's freeing in a sense when we can use our grit, the truth, integrity, respect, and generosity. It allows us to really be who we are and be authentic in that and not feel bad about it, but still stay really productive. And if we're in this stage of the GRIT model, I mean, this is where you could begin to really engage in healthy and appropriate and actionable dialogue, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you go back to that communication and we were kind of talking about it a little bit in the integrity episode last week, where with DISC even, we know how to say what we need to say to different styles. When we mix respect into that, We want to. We respect that someone else needs to hear something a different way. And we do it from a place of good intent because we want to have a good, healthy dialogue. We bring up things that we disagree about. We are not afraid to engage in conflict. 
We respect that people are going to have their differences. We know that we have to say it in a way that isn't, you know, doesn't put people on the defense, but we say it in a way that's like, hey, listen, I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm looking at it a different way. I'm seeing it like this. What do you think about this? What if this happens? And your tone of voice is different because it's coming from a place of good intent and you're aligned in that way. And you can, boy, you can imagine every scenario that you observed where there one party was operating that way and the other wasn't. Oh, yeah. And therein lied a big problem within that organization. You can feel the person's defense come up. You can feel the fear. It's a different energy. And it's important, too. I'm glad you brought that up because it's important if we have our grit together, so to speak. So we have, we're respecting the other person and we're feeling generous, meaning that we're still going to try to help that person when they've got their dukes up and they're ready to fight. We're still, we have our eye on a bigger picture and we, our intent is to help. We don't let that push our buttons. We don't take it personally, you know, and it allows us with respect to not only not take things personally, but we won't fill in the blanks either. We won't assume that we know everything. We realize that there's no way that we're going to know someone else's truth, for example. That's internal. We can't know someone else's intent. All we know, though, is the behavior that we're seeing. And so if we respect that, then we can have some really good, healthy dialogue around it. Well, I'm just uh, I'm imploring the audience listening to just imagine a workplace environment where people didn't take things personally yeah. and there weren't all these crazy assumptions made. What a, what a different place it would be just with that change. Just with that change alone, you know, it's crazy, but people, we don't even realize that we're doing it. So again, going back to that self-reflection and getting a practice of being highly aware and know our truth and, you know, realizing even our emotions, again, are a great way to realize when some of this is happening. So we maybe we find ourselves taking something personally. We can respect that. We can look back and go, okay, how do I look at this situation and be in integrity with this and align myself to my truth? What happens most of the time is fear gets in the way. We've talked about that a few times already now. And just being respectful of it, it's trying to protect us. Um, not being afraid of it, but being able to go, okay, you know, this is fear right now. I can face it. I can look at it. I can be a little uncomfortable in this situation, but I'm, I guess it gives you courage as well as part of the generosity piece of it. It, it just, it allows us to give to ourselves and to other people in a way that we, we wouldn't have done before because it is, coming from a place of truth and integrity. As you said, when you have your grit together, you're facing fear. Yes. Where most of us now are running away from it and letting it fester and causing bigger problems. All right. Lori and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, Todd Schneck back with Lori Sudbrink. 
So, Lori, during the break, I was thinking about something we were discussing right before the break and, you know, this idea of the importance of being able to face fear when you have your grit together. But I was thinking about our conversation at the top of the show in episode one, where we talked about John Wayne and being this gritty guy and having tenacity. But the concern was, can you still have respect for the team around you and the bigger picture and the mission? Yeah, you know, and that's really what we were touching on in episode one is that grit is very important. In fact, Angela Duckworth has a wonderful TED Talk on grit, and she has done fabulous research and showing the importance of teaching grit in the schools to our kids because, you know, we seem to have a lot of focus on intelligence and some of those, you know, skill sets and stuff, but not so much the tenacity and perseverance that people need to to ride things out. And you look at it in the workplace, like you said, or even in a school setting. And sometimes we have to be careful that we're not just focused on our own grit at the expense of other people around us. And we do need to respect our teams and what that grit looks like in terms of a holistic workplace and the bigger picture of things. So when we look at generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, it helps us get gritty. It helps us get that grit in a way that is includes everyone and and isn't just our own riding off into the the sunset and and being the the John Wayne, you know, with true grit. So it's tied to the term grit and helps us be tough, but it does it in a way that respects others on the team. It almost is a segue into where I wanted to go next in that This really allows you to operate from this an an abundance mentality. Is that a fair statement? It is. It is, Todd. And it, it, you know, it. What happens without grit? Often, you see is that people just they they have the scarcity mentality. They feel like there's not enough to go around, or they, you know, they're hiding information from each other. They're working in silos. They have their hidden agendas. They have competing priorities. And with grit. And respecting other people and sharing of this information, it allows us to be able to realize that it's okay. You know, it's okay to be generous in this way because our confidence is up. We know what's important. We respect, you know, ourselves and other people and it allows us to give in these different areas. It, we feel like we, we want to spend the time, for example, in even our one-on-one meetings that we have. So managers know that it's an important thing to do one-on-one meetings. It's one thing to even have these one-on-one meetings. That's tough enough. People don't stay to that. The thing that's really important is to have a good quality one-on-one meeting. So it's not just task-oriented. It's not just you're coming in and, and this is what we got to do and then you're rushing out the door. But there's, you're not spending too much more time at the one-on-one, but you're changing it up a bit where you're asking some questions, you're, you're kind of connecting with that person. And to have a good quality one-on-one like that, and when you have your grit together, you want to do that because you understand the value and the importance of it. You do it even when you get to this point, you do it from a real natural kind of standpoint. And then the payoff, the benefit is that people want to do things for you. So it's kind of interesting because sometimes we'll do it because we think, oh, we're going to get something out of this. But when you really get your grit together and spend some time on this, it comes very naturally and you sincerely 
clearly want to have these one-on-ones. You want to even give tough feedback. You want to do this because you know it's going to help someone else. And in fact, there's a a download we can share with the audience on um, how to have effective one-on-one meetings without spending extra time. So that's something you can certainly share with the audience. Oh, yeah. We'll certainly link up to that in the show notes. Now, I recall back our conversation earlier in the series on tough love which is what you're talking about here. And that's really all this is. That's it. Because you're being generous, because you're giving of yourself and helping and serving, but you're giving honest input because you're coming from a, a place of, uh, of truth and integrity. And so you're confident. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Todd, tough love isn't as accepted as leading with grit in the workplace, you know, and you think about it, the word love even, it is what we're talking about, you know, do you care about your people? Do you, you know, have, it's not the same kind of love, there's all different kinds of love that you have, but people still aren't comfortable with that word though, And but that's really in essence what grit is doing, it's giving us the tools and the techniques and the, the you know, being able to look inside at ourselves so that we can give to other people. And it's, it's a win-win-win because individuals are winning, you're winning as a leader, and the organization is winning as well. Yeah. And again, I just want to urge the audience to think of the concepts of uh, respect and generosity be respectful and generous to yourself too. And I just, I just I don't think we can stress that enough. And we can't, you know, and I always think of the um, flight attendant analogy. And this actually happened to me for real. Um, people use this story, but I, I I remember my daughter was about two years old the first time that I flew with her. Now I had flown in the past and, you know, I shared that I'm a high D, high I. And so I don't listen when the flight <laughs> attendant's saying what they're saying. I was really listening the first time that my daughter, my two-year-old, was sitting next to me. And I remember my reaction to her words when she said, make sure you put the oxygen mask on yourself before helping others next to you. And I remember just thinking, I would not have done that. You know, like I was having this physical reaction that I I would have wanted to put it on her first. And so the whole, of course, moral of the story is if we don't take care of ourselves, how will we take care of other people? We will be no good to other people. We have to be generous to ourselves. And I remember growing up in my household and my stepmom, you know, it was not a good thing to be selfish. If we, you know, if you did things for yourself, it was selfish. That's just the way it was back then, you know, and it was like, but those thoughts and beliefs get in your head and you think it's not good to give to yourself when really we need to have a a healthy balance of that. So it recharges our batteries so that we can be that potential of leader that we're all, you know, capable of being. Well, and we would, uh, most people would rationalize putting the mask on the child first as a generous act. Definitely, definitely. But it's really not. It's well, not. it is, but it's... It's it's generous at the expense of yourself. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about earlier. And yeah. it's so important. With grit, we're aligned in a way that that generosity is happening the way it should happen. Not It's, it's not going to have any uh, collateral damage with it. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Lori, before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on leading with grit and respect and generosity, how can they contact you and learn more? The best way is at our website, leadingwithgrit.com. There's all kinds of resources there. You can sign up for our weekly tips. You can even uh, get a hold of me through leadingwithgrit.com. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schnick. Join us next week on Leading with Grit when we discuss the role communication plays. 
And yes, we've been talking a lot about it, but wait till next week. Until then, Todd and Lori signing off. We'll see you next week. <laughs>